When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, hello everybody and welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. We've got four of us around the table today because there's a lot to discuss. We've got a Royal Blue regulars, Tony Scott and Gavin Buckland, a former Royal Blue regular who's uh, now of the BBC, Greg O'Keefe making a guest appearance, and myself, Dave Prentice. And there's only one place we can start really, and that's the, uh, the story of the last 24 hours regarding Wayne Rooney. Um, it sounds like... DC United have been, as we were told by the Washington Post, in serious talks with uh, Wayne and his people. And 24 hours ago, they believed there was a 50% chance of them acquiring the player. That seems to have uh, gone up a couple of percentage points uh, since it was suggested that uh, a deal in principle has now been uh, agreed. Obviously, nothing needs to be signed until July the 10th, and uh, an awful lot could happen at Everson Football Club between now and then. But the way things look at the moment, you know, there's a very real possibility of Wayne Rooney leaving Everson Football Club uh, only 12 months after he returned. We've discussed his, uh, his performances many times on this forum before, but I'd like to ask the lads, you know, how do you feel about that? I mean, Greg, would you be disappointed to see him leave? Do you think he's still got a part to play or is it just um, a transfer that never really worked from the off? I, think, I don't think you could say it didn't work. Because if you look at it, he's the club's top goal scorer, and there have been some really impressive performances, you know, and maybe not as, as many as we would have liked. Yeah. But I feel it'd be a bit of a shame for him to walk away at this point at the end of the season and go to America while he's still, in my opinion, got something to offer on the field. Uh, I just wonder if Allardyce is to be to move on and a new coach to come in. I would like to see if there's something that they could a tune they could play to get a bit more out of Wayne. Um, I still think if you put pace around him, yeah, like in it, it, I mean they're not sort of identical players, so it's a bit of a clumsy comparison. But if you look at James Milner for Liverpool and how incredibly effective he's been for them this season, I still think you could get similar, maybe not quite as dynamic and hard running because you know the fact of the matter is Wayne, for whatever reason, maybe he's not treated his body like the Rolls Royce that Milner has throughout his career, teetotal yeah. and what have you. But I still think you could get something from him. Um, so I'd be disappointed if he if he were to go. Then again, you just don't know if the new manager would want him. And ultimately, what it comes down to, you can tell everyone who's surrounding Wayne, his advisors, and probably his own reaction when he's been substituted is he just wants to play. Yeah. And if you can't guarantee him, and no one should be guaranteed, but if he can't get that game time he wants, then I think that decision will be because of game time. 100%. I think, obviously, we need to read between the lines uh, to a certain degree with this Wayne Rooney situation. Sam Allardyce said on TalkSport earlier this week that he wanted Wayne Rooney to stay um, and that he'd heard rumours but you know, wasn't sure that, you know, what Rooney wanted to do. We've spoken to other people around the club and I think it's fair to say that Wayne Rooney does want to stay but he wants assurances that he's going to be playing a reasonable part in the club's future. And that's what makes it all so difficult at the moment because you know, he wants assurances from a manager who also needs assurances <laughs> about his own future because there's still nothing definitive at boardroom level about his future. 
Um, and there needs to be, as a matter of urgency, that's a different matter altogether. Mm. But, you know, we can't go into a summer, you know, with speculation surrounding Sam Allardyce's future. After Sunday afternoon, you know, there has to be a statement either he's leaving the football club or he's going to be fulfilling the final 12 months of his contract and therefore, you know... Uh, support if you like so yeah. it's a very complicated situation I mean and Rooney doesn't have to make a decision for two months yet you know July the 10th yeah. is the uh, is the day that the uh, transfer market opens in America so you know there's a bit still to play in this I think don't you think from Rooney's perspective he's probably thinking to himself I've been offered a deal off TC United and then I've got obviously we couldn't deal ends next year with Everton now he's probably well within his rights to go to the Everton board and say listen what's your plans for next year I want to know, A, is Sam Allardyce going to be here, if I'm part of his plans, because yeah. it's looking increasingly likely that, obviously, we've seen he's been left out the team a couple of times towards the end of the season. So, I think Rooney's well within his rights and his team to go to the Everton board and say, listen, let us know what's happening, because if he's not part of the plans or their new manager's plans, then we'll go elsewhere, shake hands on yeah. it, and that's it. So I think he's well within his right to do that. There's an interest. Kevin Ratcliffe, I spoke to him this morning for his column, uh, which is going up later tonight, and he's got a big fear about the, the age of the Everton squad. And it, it worried me a little bit when I looked back. The team on Saturday against Southampton had Nikola Vlasic and Tom Davis starting in it, and the average age was still over 27. There's so many significant players in that squad. You know, Coleman, Baines, Jagielka, Sigurdsson, Balassi. Uh, Walcott, they're all 29, 30, yeah, um, yeah, you know, which yeah. is it's quite terrifying. So Wayne Rooney's 32, and if you're going to build a team around him, if you think he's good enough uh, to warrant that, you need to surround him with lots of younger players, lots of energy, and Everson don't have that at the moment. Yeah, the, the couple of points, the worrying thing about that is those players you mentioned there, Sixers and Walcott, that's out. Are better players. They, well, well, no, yeah. they, they've players we bought at that age. Yeah. So yeah. not as if, like, Jackson Baines is slightly different. They've been in the couple sure. of 10 years. It's, yeah. it's, it's signing players. You know, Williams would come into this category as well. He were, he were yeah. like 27, 28, 29 on, say, three-year deals. That's the worrying thing about it. With regards to Wayne, uh, I, I agree with Tony that, like, he's fully entitled to see what his options are. I, I would suspect, though, if you get somebody new and he wants to bring in better players, then you say one of the arguments as well, like, listen, Wayne, if you can't get in this team at the moment, yeah, where we yeah. are, are you going to get in the team when you mm. brought in new, younger players? So, you know, taking aside, taking Greg's point on board to surround them with younger players, but... For me, it's a bit sad in that, like, that, that quote was, that tweet was it like, left too early, arrived too late. Or oh, it's perfect, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's the sadness yeah. in all of this, that if you said in 2002 this is going to be Wayne's career at Everton, you'd be going, well, that's a bit of a bit of a letdown, isn't it, really? And that, that's the sadness of him leaving. Um, as you know, like last year, I didn't think we should sign him. I yeah. didn't, and I still think that's right. Don't you think he's done himself any justice this season? Then? He's been, as Greg said, it's not been a total disaster. There's been like things of. In a given season, he's had some highlights. Yeah, yeah of course, West There have been cameos, yeah, that's yeah. all. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think he'll probably take his goal at Anfield, only the penalty. Yeah. Lies, you know. But it, goal at City, that's against West Ham. Yeah, but that's two or three games out of a 38 game season. And But the point is, it's not just the fact that they bought Wayne, is saying that I didn't think we should buy him because he's Wayne Rooney. It's the fact that we also bought Klassen and been in for Sigerson at the same time and for that reason alone the, the, the Rooney transfer didn't make, make sense um, 
but he's quite quite entitled to see what, what where he stands now for next season. And I just think it's all a little bit sad. And you'd like to think that in a better season, he might have done better. Mm. Well, you, you know. were a big advocate at the time of him yeah. coming in, uh, Scotty. I know we've had differences of opinion on this yes. in the past. Do you think what he's done this season has justified the signing? Yeah, you think? totally. I think 11, no. 11 goals. Yeah, and obviously yeah. we knew what we were going to speak about today. And obviously went online and a lot of research on Rooney this season. And obviously we can make as much anything out of stats as much as you want. Like, yeah, passes. Yeah. Now, it's just a guy who's completed more passes than anyone this season. Right. Rooney second. Now, that's not a stat for me because you can pass back to the goalie yeah, ten yeah. times every, every two minutes. It means nothing unless you're passing forward and creating something. And that, for me, you're, not, you're having an influence on the game. Now, chances created, that for me, big standout. You're create, that's it. Everton have struggled all season for chances created. Yeah. Rooney second in the whole squad of that. Sigurdsson's top. Right. They're straight away, Rooney chances creators shots on goal Rooney top out the whole squad again shots on target Rooney top again goal scores Rooney top again you've got everything that's going offensively through Rooney now I look at key passes throughout the game Rooney second in the squad involvement in goals Rooney top by Longstretch and the one that stood out for me is that Everton didn't win a single league match without Wayne Rooney in the team <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, I agree. and that for me, every yeah. stat there that I've just mentioned is key in our Everton. I know it's been a dire season. I get all that, but one spark as any that came from Evan has come from him, but, but, and I fear yeah. for us without him next season if he's gone. And, and I don't fear for us. At all. I, I do. Well, who's, who's, create, you know, who's creating? Gav? But, who's scoring? Yeah, but, I, but who's keep on the bases? Well, we'll have Gav Sigurdsson playing number ten, yeah, but, rather yeah, than yeah, on the left. The thing is, <laughs> the, the thing is here is. Is he good enough for where we want to take Evan, challenging the top six? Is he can well, none of them the are. Well, that's the point, it, isn't it? We if, know that. If, if we're getting rid of players, Rooney would be probably well, that's, 20th on the well, list the if we're getting rid of players. The message from that, and I think, you know, I don't, I don't like those that, you know, passes per game. No, these like, ones you know, are yeah. the key ones. Yeah, but he's a, he's a forward player playing up front. He's played probably well, more games than anybody else, so you would expect him to have uh, that. To be fair, that's the second on that I was going to say, the paucity of our options, sorry, Gab, is underlined by, and Tony's right, you know, Rooney is consistently high, but then you look straight beneath him. Nias with nine, so he's three involvement and goals behind yeah. him. Nias, Dominic Carvalho Lewin, ten. Yeah. A kid who's, let's face it, in the balance whether he's good enough. So it, it just underlines the positive of our options. Yeah, and and that's the thing. And that, yeah. To me, he's not good enough if Everton want to be a top and top six team or challenge of a top six team or whatever the targets are next year. Um, and also as well is if he'd been poor at the start of the season and had finished strongly, then it'd be, we'd probably be having a, a, a different discussion. But the fact is, there's all that stuff there. I bet you it's probably all before Christmas, and since Christmas he's been on a da- downward slope. And but that, still all them stats after it's, it, this yeah, is but, now currently. Yeah, yeah, but, so to still hold all them stats. Well, that shows you, shows the you how good he's done. Then, well, well, that shows you the paucity of the rest of the squad rather than how good Rooney's been. If if he was like, Rooney, so why are we looking well, to get rid of him then? Well, well, <laughs> the, well the argument there <laughs> well, is as well. Yeah. The, the argument there yeah. is we should be getting we should rid of be getting everybody rid, else. We should I mean, be getting rid of twenty before we get. The, to there's an old saying in the kingdom of the blind, one-eyed man is king. And that underlines, you know, how poor the resources have been. Is that that is more. Just as much a reflection on Rooney's goodish performance as actually everybody else has not been that great. And as you said before on here, and lots of other people say, the entire squad, Barbie maybe three or four players, needs a overhaul. And those stats prove it really when you've got 
you know, if it was Rooney ahead of, say, Arteta or somebody else, would be I'd be impressed. But he can't help it, can he? If well, he's the team he's playing in, well, he started twenty-seven games in the league and scored ten goals. I, I, he scored a quarter of Everton's goals this no, that's, season. Again, that's more. Well, he can't do. He, he can only. He can't do much more. He can't help the teams. Okay. He's, the team he's playing has, in. Yeah, show start. Has he been a good player for Everton since Christmas? No. And, well, and he's being phased out the team and dropped into but, midfield. But, 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 and he's, and, but where he's not suited. And the thing is, if he's not suited in midfield against the better teams, especially, then where are you going to play him? You can't build a team around him because he's actually shown that he's not, not capable of, of, of operating effectively. And I think. Yeah, don't let them stats back yeah, up. He is. They don't, but they don't in such as. It just shows it in comparison to like some players who've been bang average this year and, and probably been less than that. And I think we need to get away from stats compared to teammates and ask yourself the question, is he good enough to take Everton to be a top six team next season? What I'd like is to see those stats in comparison to the top to every club that's going to finish above us yeah, yeah. and see where he sits. Oh, yeah, I, I take that on board, but I'm, I'm, I'm going from Rooney at Everton here. I, I understand the top six material, I get all that, but let's look at Everton. We're talking about Everton. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Everton, so let's put it into context. You need to get rid of about 16, 17 plays before we even talk about Rooney going out the door. So it's absolutely insane on and off the pitch to get rid of him, in my opinion. Well, the difference Fair being point, yeah. is that those other players who rightly do need to go <laughs> haven't got a line of suitors and big money offers from China, America, the Middle East. On board. And, and they haven't got the global and, brand that Rooney's and, got. And to be fair, if, if Wayne Rooney is so valuable uh, and so effective, why is DC United and Wolves, we're told, the only clubs that are showing interest in signing him? Well, this is a Wolves team that are joint mm. seventh favourites to win the league with Everton. Right. So we showed you what the bookies think of Wolves and Everton at the moment. <laughs> Both the same. Which is all the more reason why Everton need you know, a major of overhaul. Of course. I, I think Rooney should be part right? of that. Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. You've got the top six and Everton and Wolves about the same place. Uh, oh, Scott knows it? his odds, don't knock that. Don't you want to ask him about his odds? No, but it just, I agree, it, yeah. it just goes to show the level of what we're at, but we're going to need yeah. a lot more than shipping Wayne yeah. Rooney out yeah. the door to pick that top well, six. Exactly. If we just return to what Prano said at the top of the of the programme, <laughs> program episode. Yeah, yeah. No, keep it programme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he mentioned the whole cloak of uncertainty that just shrouds the club at the moment. Whoever comes in, if, the, if Allardyce is to be moved on, if it's silver, as been suggested, mm. would Rooney fit into the st- hard-pressing, energetic style of football that, that he's we've seen in his better moments at Watford? But Troisini does. <laughs> but Tro- I was thinking that. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking, he plays high-level pressing, Troisini was banging him in up front for them. We've seen the size of him. Mm. But, but yeah, but Rooney's mobility. We just need to... Troisini's not the best. The question is, is, is Wayne Rooney good enough player for Everton to challenge, to put, put in the team with players of similar ability who can challenge for the top six next let's, season. Let's go around the yes, four of us, four yeah. stay or go. Yeah. Gav? Well, absolutely, should never have been in in the first place, should Gav. I, I'm with Gav, go. Tony, you know Got where you are, stay. Gonna stay. Yeah. Greg, casting votes. Come on, stay. Oh, yeah, we've got a split decision. Well, that just underlines, you know, sort of how divisive yeah. Wayne Rooney is. Yeah, Notice me and Prano are more the older ones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, really, it's, just, it's the same old. Same Stay, old. but with caveats. Indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay. rounds and definitely. Right, well, okay. I mean, that sort of uh, wraps up the Wayne Rooney issue for now. Uh, <laughs> We're we, out getting floating voters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, we've, uh, we, we've not sat down and had a podcast since the events of the weekend uh, when Southampton came to Goodison Park. And for me, that, that 
that was a first uh, because I've heard you know lots of complaints and lots of carping about Sam Allardyce. I've seen all you know the social media comments, which you know Sam Allardyce believes it's it's purely restricted to. I've seen and heard some of the chants in away games, but never in 43 years of going to Goodison Park have I heard vitriol directed directly at an Everton manager like that. Safe after the goal, um, as well, you know, so e- e- even Mike Walker, who was utterly hapless. You know, didn't suffer that ignominy, um, and, and that to me said something quite significant. You know, it's not just a handful of fans that you know are being very, very vocal here. I think there's a sizable group of Everton supporters that aren't happy uh, with Sam Allardyce and you know the way the uh, the club is playing underneath him, which gives the uh, the board a decision. I think. Um, I mean, yeah. you, you similar age, yeah, yeah. Gav. You've not heard that before, have you? Am I just is my mind playing tricks no, with me? Uh, probably. I, I remember the candle out once, but. Quick question though. That, that was a leaflet. It wasn't. Uh, there was yeah. no chance. And I remember like yeah. booze and stuff. But yeah. is um, if there'd been social media now, the Mike Walker's days, you think oh, it would have got worse? Sure. I mean, is, <laughs> is that just the issue here? Possibly. It's not so much yeah, the comparison. Possibly. It's yeah. like it's the channels and and media that people use where they can sort of collectively like so build up this this feeling of antagonism yeah. towards the manager. And Sam alludes to that. And, and there's an there's an element of truth in what he says. That you don't necessarily, you know, social media doesn't necessarily represent the view of everybody. Yeah. It's actually those people who are more likely to, to give negative negative feedback. Um, but having said all that, it, you know, it, there is a large amount of negativity towards him. Which yeah. I, I've got some sympathy for him, as you well know about yeah, it, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, and it does give a decision to make. And as we know from other clubs, su- supporter feelings towards the manager is a big thing now isn't it to yeah. determine a manager's mm. future that's what you've learned from the Premier League over the last couple of years isn't it well, we're going to have two I managers know. on Sunday that the respective supporters don't want yeah. I mean David Moyes is in the same boat at West Ham by the sound of yeah. it yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that boards have to take that into account now making a decision don't yeah. be about it and um, and I think if you if you if you were landing off planet Zog again and seeing the job Allardyce has done whatever you would Think about it in terms and the remit he was given. You'd say, Well, hang on a minute, you know, aren't you being a bit premature here? But it's a bit different than that, isn't it? Really, did you think it's the pressure because Liverpool are doing so well? No, I just think it's the pressure that I think Sam's taking the rap. I think for a poor season, he's not been there all year, has he? You know, it's been and for the last, you know, the, the, the 250 million quid was spent last summer and all this, so it's that whole package, isn't it? Really, you, you, I, think it's it's be, I think it's because Liverpool are doing so well. You almost, you almost forget that there was not this level of unrest and disgruntlement but there was a significant amount of anger and vitriol towards Koeman before he went yeah, yeah. and that was this season it, it feels like yeah. such an interminable grind yeah. of a miserable season we've had this already kind of bubbled over the surface and Koeman went and then obviously Unsworth didn't work out there was quite a bit of unrest about Unsworth yeah, on social yeah. media yeah. and now it's built up about Allardyce and I don't disagree with it because I don't think Allardyce is the right manager for Everton but I think there's a lot to what Tony said. They're obviously working in Salford now in, in, in Media City. As you speak to United fans, and they're second, and I think they're on, t- on target for the highest points total since uh, Selox Ferguson left. Yeah. Yeah. But they live in the same perpetual cycle of, well, it's newer for them actually, because City weren't much until the uh, shape yeah. money came in, of comparing themselves to the local rivals. And because City are playing football off this planet, and winning the league and setting record goal tallies and yeah. best players you know in the league by mile they feel and they've got quite a sort of 
dour style of football, albeit an upgrade from what we've got. Yeah. And they're looking at it and thinking, well, we're, we're United. We're supposed to be the, the entertainers and, and looking and feeling envious. So imagine how we must feel. Yeah. Because really, Klopp's Liverpool, in many ways, they've been the better of City. You know, in one-off games, certainly not in the yeah. Premier League, but, well, in, there's a fixture coming up later this month that might determine whether they're talked about in, in the yeah. same vein as them. So it definitely is, I think there's something about Liverpool's success this season yeah. has not helped Allardyce. But all I would say, and I really implore that this happens, Sunday the game finishes in London, East London. Oh, is it in East London? East London yeah. So um, I forget where West Ham actually are. No, Stratford yeah. now, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, but it's essential East London, yeah. isn't it? Mishiri and Kenway both based down there. Allardyce needs to finish the game, go and meet them before he goes off on holiday. Yeah. They need to either say to him, right, you're going to do the rest of your contract, you're in for next season, and they need to make a statement, explain their reasoning, and draw a line under it. And if people aren't happy, then so be it. Or they need to tell him, thanks very much, well done for keeping us up, here's your payoff, you're gone. And quickly bring in Marcel Brands as the new director of football, because Steve Walsh should have been gone a long time yeah. ago and then quickly get about appointing the, the head coach under Brands. Because the World Cup, this transfer window is a bit truncated, mm. so there's even less time to sort of dally around. Unfortunately, that's been a, you know, sort of typical of Everton's dealings in the last mm. couple of summers, hasn't it? So it really has to be, as you said, quite soon, and we need clarity. Oh, 100%, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's going to be a... You say this every summer, don't we? You know, like a, a significant pivotal <laughs> summer in Amazon's history. But you know, as we mentioned earlier, with that squad of players that's you know sort of aging and aging, you know, so with every season, it does. You know, a major overhaul appears to be required at all levels of the club. I mean, there's going to be a new chief executive. Oh, yeah. We know that. Yeah. Um, it looks like there's going to be a new director of football. Manager, no one knows for sure. But for me, the fact that there has been no statements from boardroom level leads me to think that they're at least thinking about a, a change. Otherwise, why wouldn't you, you know, stop all this vitriol mm. and all this, you know, sort of shouting, you know, by making the statements? I know, you know, chairman get you know laughed at for saying, oh, you've given the dreaded voter confidence. Yeah. But you know, Philip Carter said it all those years ago, meant it, and you know, it can actually settle some supporters down. The fact that hasn't happened makes you think that you know they're at least thinking about it, and it does. It's got to be done as a matter of urgency. Can you imagine the scenes if Bill Ken might did give some Allardyce the voter confidence though, or far from the shady fans? Can you imagine it seriously? Because obviously what Greg just said, Dan, you couldn't agree more with him. It's got to be the latter. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be that if Sam Allardyce was to manage Everton next season it's not just the whole I, I, the attendances have just dropped dramatically and I, I was aware of Everton fans towards the last game of the season against Southampton and they were giving tickets away yeah. and lads were turning them down this was season tickets give them away I'd rather go on the ale well they're already uh, on target for record season ticket sales again so well, you know, it's all well and good having them set up like Arsenal actually turning up to the problem something's right at the football club you know, whether it's the pricing, pricing structure think, yeah, 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 they, yeah. You know, they're getting something very very right uh, if they can attract that many supporters you know, even with an unpopular manager and I think a lot of it has to do with the, the proximity of Bramley Moore as well you yeah. know, there is like this like you yeah. know, yeah. This hallowed yeah. land in the distance, yeah, yeah, yeah. even just about teaching, yeah. you know, reaching people want to be, you know, so on yeah. board with that for when it happens. Yeah, a couple of things. Would you want to appoint your director of football before you decide what you're going to do with the manager? If they've um, decided he's the man they want to sit and be a proper director of football, by the way, yeah, not what Steve Walsh has been, mm. then yeah, because the new, the next, the manager is just your head coach. Yeah, do you think? Do you think you would? You'd want. 
it would be leave it to their decision about what they want to do rather than making it Farhad's or uh, what you mean the director of football, football be the manager you know yeah, headhunter you, you, you come oh, in right. Sam's still there do you want to sack him well I would hope so because to me he's got the football knowledge he's got yeah, the contacts yeah. so, you know so, Farhad Mashiri yeah, so, will speak to agents so, yeah, but you know he yeah. hasn't got that but, knowledge but you know that's what I mean it's like you know you say about you know in theory if you wanted to you know remove Sam do it very quickly before you got a director of football in what my thinking is, I will get the director of football in before I decide about you want to do it, Sam. That's fair, yeah. And it looks like you know, the director of football has been give, identified and we are them, close to bringing them, him in. Give them the option because I think, I've said this before on the pod is that the, 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 there is like a little bit of logic in keeping Sam. If you And this we learned this in 2016 and other clubs have learned it, is the logic of keeping Sam for the season is if you're making all them changes at boardroom level and behind the scenes is actually would you just want to keep you give yourself a season just to look at the way the whole thing is the whole club is run and actually a season of Sam is maybe where you think you know it's going to be stable is actually something that actually you could put up with if you got everything right behind the scenes actually bringing the manager in and as we saw in 2016, can just add more to the the chaos and confusion, which perhaps wouldn't wouldn't do us any favours. Is that, and I, I think I'm more concerned of us getting it right behind the scenes at the moment than getting it right on the pitch because I don't think we've got that right in terms of like us going from like a middle of the table club to challenging the top four or six. Needs a complete overhaul of how we operate behind the scenes, and I think people realise that behind the scenes as well. And I would argue that. That there's a case for keeping Sam for the year whilst we sort all that out. Good luck with your mentions on Twitter tonight, Gav. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. There's I'm, no logic at all okay. in keeping him. There's no logic. Wait, what, what's going to happen? Well, you, you, you finish eighth again? Well, Seven tops. Well, that's. There's no fair. logic at if all. You, if you brought a new manager in, that's what you would be expecting of a new manager. It's, it's not, no, it's not so much the, uh, the, the finishing position, I think it's the issue. The it, it's the style of football yeah. we're seeing it's at disgusting. the moment. I, I think. <laughs> it is disgusting. It is. It's fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all it's that. Fire. But what I would say within. I'm only just saying the scenario. I'm not saying like that there's a. You know, I would support that, but that, that's a scenario. And if you kept Allardyce for the season, be saying, you know, I think we need to be have a little bit more. Uh, do you think you'd do that? Well, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm just saying that's a scenario. You still, you know, sacking the manager is a big thing. You I know, know wasn't that what it says about Cuma? What, what the? You know, if you're the people who are powerful like Machiri, they don't like to be shown up many times for being wrong, and he's already been shown up once for being wrong. And perhaps he doesn't want to be shown up twi- twice for being wrong with his appointments. You could come on with Walsh and everyone else. So actually, the, 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 if you have a look at that, that there is a logic for keeping them for another year. Yeah, like no that the supporters like from that. I'm just just saying that's a point. The fans would just walk out from that ground. They'd be absolutely murdered at that ground. Was Hodgson appointed under FSG? No, prior to, wasn't it? Was he prior to? Yeah, prior to, yeah, to yeah. The So their managerial appointment was, was just Rodgers and, Rogers and Clark. Clark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but did they appoint um, the director of football, Swiss guy whose name's completely gone? Well, Michael Edwards now is Michael the director yeah, of football. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. sorry, the, you know, the former Tottenham, Christian. Pearson. Pe- no, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah no. Camoli. 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 Did they appoint Camoli? Damien Camoli. Yeah, he was. He was one of. He was one of theirs. Yeah, but I'm just thinking like, you know, new owners do make mistakes at the start yeah. of their tenure, yeah, don't yeah. they? And I think what Gav's saying, you know, I hope it's not a motivating factor in Mashiri. 
that he feels in some way kind of embarrassed or there's a pride issue or an ego issue behind him maybe not wanting to admit and I think we understand that Mashiri was one of the, the chief advocates of Sam at the time well the only advocate yeah. Yeah. so surely if you're that successful in, in business and in life kind of like accepting your mistakes owning them a little bit and then just moving on and making sure you don't repeat them by taking the right advice yeah. I mean, if it's the advice of Marcel Brands, your new director of football, or someone who yeah. you can consistently trust, not someone with a vested interest, i.e. a top agent, super agent, if you like, that's the way forward, surely. You can't just say, well, I'm going to stick with Sam here because I'm a little bit embarrassed that I've got it wrong twice, and it might bring... Yeah, you know, I know what you mean, Gav, it might bring stability. I'm finishing it, next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Would, in theory, be stability. But how potentially damaging would another season of that style of football and we've, we've seen no evidence that you can enhance that despite what it, the rhetoric he's shown nothing that you yeah. can, can better that yeah no I get, I get so the that. divisiveness that goes along with that how damaging I'm not that saying be? to support that I'm saying that's a scenario that, that where well, you it could, could well be it, until we have any clarity yeah, that could yeah, be a scenario you know, we've I'm got I'm not saying support that but it, it, it's a complicated thing and, and also Michelle that'd be like three managers he's sacked in what two years do you worry yeah. about from an Evertonian, do you worry about him making decisions at the moment? Farhad Mashiri. Yeah, and I'm saying this because, yeah, say for argument's sake, you're looking at it from a Liverpool supporter's yeah. perspective, and you're going, ah, look, you just spending all the money and you're just doing nothing with it. You've just, you've just threw 250 million in the River Mersey. So I'm looking at it from an outside looking in, I'm going, all that money and you're just worse off. You just can keep on throwing money on it. It looks like to me, you're getting badly advised, you're going through managers. Etc. You're going. You've got the chief executive, director of football, scouts, and where's it got you? It's a hundred. Yeah, I, I do. I do worry because you know we don't know a great deal about Farhad Mashiri. The, the only public pronouncements we've heard, um, apart from that really impressive performance at the uh, the annual general meeting when he talked about Everton not becoming a museum piece, mm. but he has spoken. Uh, and got himself into trouble when uh, Dembele Everton tried to sign him, and he talked mm. about you know the reasons why Everton didn't succeed with that one mm. because it was it would have forced James McCarthy out the club, and he was part of the yeah. Everton family. That was a bit embarrassing. And the Romelu Lukaku, you know, sort of comments, you know, most recently, which again, you know, were embarrassing. So there have been occasions where he doesn't you know really impress you. And like you know, the Fab Four shouts as well. Yeah, and you you wonder, well, who yeah. is advising him? Yeah. You look at the board and you see Sasha we know nothing whatsoever about. Mm. Keith Harris, who didn't come with a great reputation. Yeah. You know, Manchester United have said some fairly critical things about him in the past. So you wonder, you know, so who is the guy? I mean, I've, I've said it before on these podcasts and it might not be a popular view, but for me, I think Bill Kenwright is more important than he's ever been at Everton Football Club because despite what the critics think about him, he gets the club and he knows what the club is all about. And so... You know, I'd like him to get in for Mashiri's ear a lot yeah. more than you know, so it might yeah. be the case. Yeah, I get that. I mean, and what you said this says my point about the overall way the the club is run and governed. Yeah. But about Bill is, and I, I take your point on that. But the, the point is, is that we don't want to be looking, not talking about Bill specifically, but we don't want to be looking now forever about like culture and history and all that. It's like what we're going to be doing in the future, doesn't it? And getting those people on board who. I don't care whether they get Everton or not, to be fair. It's well, like, no, right, no but it's important. It's people that get the balance. fact that Everton won't accept football that is being yeah, said yeah, at the yeah, moment. Yeah. They want football that sees chances created, sees yeah. people trying dribbles and runs and getting off your seats and entertaining. Yeah, you. but we had that in Martin. Now some people were moaning then because we weren't getting results. They were, they were belated eventually, you yeah, know, so I mean, for, for certainly a season they were but, loving it. Yeah, but what do you want? I, mean, I think the only thing is, I've, dwe- I've dwelt a lot on the Martinez and how it went yeah, wrong yeah. recently just because. Part, small part of me thinks 
and you've got to explore that feeling, take it yeah. to logical depth, and it's a bit irrational. Oh, I wish we'd stuck with him. Well, not really. I don't think it's a fair point, but I've done it myself. Yeah. Because you're saying, well, you had that with Martinez. There's no reason why you can't have that. He, but he so spectacularly abandoned, lost the dressing room and abandoned defence that that almost makes that a null point. Because cer- certainly that style of football and that first season was sensational. Yeah, yeah, I get and that. That entertainment football is absolutely what Everton's all about. And a manager who can organise a defence and know when it's right to play possession football, it doesn't mean you can't have that. It doesn't mean you've got to have either Allardyce or Martinez. Yeah, yeah. There is something in between, and it's more towards yeah. Martinez and less towards... You know Quick what I mean? question, though. What would you prefer, then? 11th under Martinez playing a bit if he entertain a football, or 8th under Big Sam where it's not, not great? 11th. Are you giving me a, tra- a, a good cup yeah. run as well? Yeah. Just, I'll just ask I, I think 11th. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think there's... there's, there's well, he would have took us down eventually, Martinez. Yeah, yeah. The way it was going. It was, getting, it was getting hostile. It was yeah, getting nasty. It's not Greg's points, is that? This is the thing now. If you're, on, if you're outside the top six in the Premier League, at least entertain. <laughs> so, you know yeah. what I mean? We don't care where you finish. At least entertain us for 40 quid a pot. Yeah. You know, exactly. Kind of it's largely meaningless. 8th, 11th. Yeah. As long as you're you know, you're yeah. 40 plus points. And like you say, you have a couple of cup runs along exactly. the way. So, How do you, you know, think the pers- keep perspective is from the neutral fan and Arsenal fan? And you can't, what do you think? Well, they we think know that because we hear it all the time on you know, sort of national you know, forums. Yeah. The, you know they can't believe Everson fans yeah. are so cheeky about the manager. Yeah. What do you expect? You know you were going down without him. We weren't. You know we yeah, were we, we were thirteenth when he took over, yeah. and you know likely to finish eighth. So you know there has been an improvement, but you know it was it was getting a bit twitchy at the time. Yeah. Well, you know we'll never know what might have happened. You know so if David Under would have stayed there or if Ronald Koeman would have stayed there, but you know the people at large seem to believe that you know so Everson fans are massively ungrateful and should and should be more grateful for the job Sam Allardyce has done. Yeah. That's but what, they're not sitting through the games. You know every single. Because we agree, we agree on it. Like the likes of Glenn Hoddle last week saying, "What do Everton fans want?" And you going, "But I tell you what, you don't want no one to break into that top six. That's what you don't want." Yeah. And that's the trouble that Everton have got. How? Without spe- I've got a feeling this summer there won't be as much money than what people are making out. I think it'll be a lot of outs to make. Obviously, to recuperate oh, yeah. for the end. He's not going to splurge two hundred million. I think again. it'll be. And you, I'm looking for any outlook on it to get us into that top six. I'm looking. I'm going. What it needs a complete overhaul, and we mentioned it, didn't we? About say for argument's sake, a Marco Silva or a Fonseca was to come in, how many players of that team could play attacking competitive football intensity up the pitch? I worry. I totally worry about us this summer. I really, really Wayne do. Really couldn't. Oh, of course, I take that on board. But I think yeah. if you've got three or four legs in there, yeah, yeah. the likes of a Decore for for Watford, lads up and down the pitch, yeah. box to box, you could maybe house Rooney, but to play that way. There's not many of the whole 25-man squad but, that could even this is, to play that way. This is where Marcel Brands is going to be very important because while I totally agree, it's very unlikely that Mashiri is going to write another blank cheque this summer mm. after what happened last summer. And he's trying to put together the finances separately stadium. for the stadium. Yeah. You need someone who can come in and find those players but find value, almost like a Moyes-esque yeah. Go and find the core. I'd be interested in how much he costs Watford. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm sure it wouldn't have been thirty no, plus million. Yeah. Um, look at what look at what we paid for Blassie. Yeah. He needs to be shipped out. Really, yeah. he's too inconsistent. Classing. And even when he's on his game, he's he's. And he's another, five another, another player who turns twenty nine next month. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe there are those players out there. It's just a case of getting that key, those key appointments right, and it's got to start with brands being unveiled. 
and that clarity that we need. Yeah. What do you think of West Ham then on Sunday? Well, how, how do you think for a for a football Everton fan going down there? What do you think they're going to well, be? Well, I, I was going to. Blow the I, 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 I was going to finish by saying that you know West Ham this weekend for me it's a match that means nothing for either football club. You know yeah. Everton. Eighth or ninth, what what difference does that make? Yeah. Okay, you'll say two million quid in you know in funds, but you know in the grand scheme mm. of things, not a great deal. West Ham in exactly the same position. So for me, I think there needs to be, you know, if Sam Allardyce wants to try and you know sort of win some favours back, make a statement, give Benny Beningame a start, you know, give Nikola Vlasic a start, you know, so bring in a couple of the younger players. Maybe you know some of the under 23s we haven't even thought about yet. Mm. You know, a, a player that might just. Excite you, they might just like think, Oh, well, that's a bit different. I wasn't expecting that. Rather than just, you know, same 11 again, you know, tr- yeah. try and grind another, you know, 1 0, 2 0 away when I Exactly, yeah. yeah. Just give us something a little bit different to, you know, to take into the summer. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. Yeah. But whether we see it, it's a different matter altogether. I totally agree. I'd love to see you like five or six under 23s in there with a couple of old heads and you're going do you know what give us something to look forward to in the summer well, remember Unzi did it against Norwich when yeah. he brought Kieran Dowell Tom Davis John Joe Kenny. and John Joe Kenny in yeah. on that final day of the season ok mm. Norwich were a poor side yeah, you want to lift it, no, no worse than West Ham are this yeah, season yeah, yeah. and it was a great 3-0 win it was yeah. exciting we saw and we thought Kieran Dowell was going to be the standout yeah. he wasn't Tom Davis was mm. and it was just something a bit different to take into the summer yeah. I'd like to see something like that again but yeah. as we know a leopard doesn't change the spots you can just see Sam Allardyce making the same decisions playing the same bland football and he'll go into Farhad supposedly in that meeting so to speak and go well do you know what I've kept eight we've got a point at West Ham have a bit of that I've took you from he'll say 17th or whatever just to obviously he'll say from West Brom exactly yeah he'll (laughs) say do you know what I've took you to eight what are you going to do about it? He doesn't, so, he doesn't care about giving yeah. you a nice little fill-up to send you off in summer with a bit of a spring in your step. He cares about his record and stats. We know he's a stat man. Yeah. And if he were to be take a risk, as he would perceive it, by playing the young lads we lost, that's defeat on his personal record. Yeah. And it would... He, even He might not even be thinking, let's be honest, about this saving his job if you like he might be thinking about when he presents the Sam CV mm. to his next manager come December when you know Leicester probably need the manager or whoever yeah. it is the, you know the promoted teams might say to him then he's thinking I got this many points with Everton in that time so he's not going to jeopardise that as he sees it I think we'll see more of the same what do you think Sam Allardyce deep down I know, do you think he knows he's going I don't think that, no. I mean, um, you know, he appears to be talking about... <laughs> what are you doing to me, Phil? No, I mean, you know... I don't think he does either. From what he said publicly, he's clearly not being given that information. You know, whether, you know, people at boardroom level are thinking differently, I, I suspect they are, because, you know, we'd have heard a public statement by now. Mm. But, you know, he's had a meeting with Farhad Mashiri, and, you know, he came out of that meeting and didn't seem, you know, phased by it. You know, he's talked about planning for the summer. That talk sports interview earlier this week, he talked about uh, bringing in just one or two high-quality additions to the squad. It was quality, not quantity he wanted. That, to me, suggests somebody that thinks he's going to be around for a bit longer. But I think it to be seen. I think he's got to be on the winds up. He's got to be, because... I think he put in there in his autobiography about the West Ham. He said he knew he was getting the chop at the end, but he was yeah. still making sound bites about next season, a couple of yeah. and he knew it was winding up the West Ham fans. And he knew he was going, <laughs> and I can just see the similar outcome again. Maybe he's, he's just he's, not a PR offence. Exactly, so, <laughs> Sam the wind up merchants. Yeah. Right, well, I'll be down at West Ham this weekend, hoping to be entertained. Uh, all, whether I am, <laughs> remains to be seen. But we'll be back next week and uh, we'll discuss that and then we'll have a proper end-of-season roundup next week as well. So please come back and join us. Till then, goodbye. Chance here for Everton to really seal it.
Dominic Calvert-Lewin has done exactly that.